0: We call ourselves the elite. If not us, who? A little bit of the bubbly. And if not now, when? We don't care about race or gender or sex or religion. If you're an elite athlete, we want you. This is an official declaration of war. Change the world. We are going to change the whole universe. wrestling for the 169th time we did it jd
1: <laughs> we did it twice we've done it twice now
0: we did it twice baby oh man we have such to a quit now only, you realize
1: that right
0: <laughs> such a thing only comes around once every hundred two episodes years so <laughs> every two years it's tuesday morning <laughs> you know what that means it's time (laughs) if you can't guess already
1: this is gonna be a shit show
0: it's time for the next chapter of the only professional wrestling podcast that is changing the world every week this is seeing the elite and aew podcast i am your host bryce reed i'm joined by my friend my co-host my tag team partner mr jonathan davis what's up dude I d- I was able to do STE RAW relatively unscathed, but STE Raw did not require me to read uh th- <laughs> <laughs> and uh reading this show at the ed- at, near the end of this two day fast is this is brutal. Uh if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Just keep I- it-
1: Bryce is not stoned, he's just hungry.
0: Jonathan and I are two friends, fans, lovers of professional wrestling who are here every single Tuesday morning with all the latest from All Elite Wrestling. Thanks to our supporters on Patreon. Over on Patreon, if you go over there, you give us $5 a month, you get access to our exclusive uh, extended version of each week's show. This week we had so much to talk about intermittent fasting, uh, we talked briefly about Doctor Strange. We talked. That'll
1: be much more in depth next week.
0: Uh, we talked uh, briefly about meeting Weird Al. Uh, we talked briefly about uh, the Steam Deck. Uh, and uh, w- we talk about everything that's going on in our lives over there. STE Raw, an extra half hour or so to the show every single week that you can only get. For $5 a month over at Patreon.com slash SeeingTheElite. Thank you so much to those of you that contribute over there. It really helps us out. Take care of yourselves first, as we always say on this show. This is not a sports entertainment show. It's an entertaining sports show supported by fans like you from all over the world. On YouTube, on iTunes, on Spotify, on podcast services everywhere. Subscribe, review, give us five stars. It makes us feel so sweet. Jonathan, how sweet?
1: Too sweet, buddy.
0: If you want to find anything related to the show, seeingtheelite.com is the place, including links to our Discord server, which you can also get to through tinyurl.com slash seeingtheelite. Who's your daddy is our champion over there as we barrel towards Double or Nothing. It's crazy that it's so close. It's crazy that it's so close.
1: Uh, Yeah, and after some, some minor outrage by some of our patrons and other listeners, uh, the STE title will not be on the line for Forbidden Door.
0: <laughs> I get, yeah, I guess that's how they feel about it. I mean, there's <laughs> definitely going to be a prediction card.
1: There will be, it, but it so. will be for the the I guess what what we call the TV title, which we do for the random TV events. But yeah, we had th- talked about very briefly. You know, sucks to be whoever wins because you only got like two weeks, and people were pissed. So. You get your full three months. Calm down, people.
0: (laughs) I was far too locked in my death march of a job (laughs) to to be present for any of this. (laughs) But it's good to know that it went down. We're going to start the show, as we always do, with a quote, quote, update on April 30th. My contract with AEW expired. Best of luck to everyone working for AEW, our great production and medical team, and of course, every man and woman who steps into the ring. And to my Dark Order family, I hope the world will soon see what you are truly capable of. End quote. That comes to us from Stu Grayson, confirming what many of us feared last week when he was mysteriously removed. From the roster page over on AEW, which is nothing if not meticulously curated. So, yeah, uh, um, heartbreaking to lose Stu Grayson. Stu Grayson, one of the best performers in the world, as said by his his friend uh, Evil Uno on social media. Um, but you know, uh, there's <laughs> this is a truly a, a kind statement, but at the same time. You can taste the salt uh, here. Uh, yeah, especially you know,
1: knowing that this actually did boil down to being a a a pay dispute uh, that they could not the two AEW and Stu could not agree on a number. Which you know, uh, that,
0: who? Uh, where did we get this from exactly? I think
1: I got that from Fightful. Mm. I did see that in a couple places, but yeah, that that's basically what it boiled down to. But either way, this was no one left on unhappy terms so you know the door is always open for Stu at a, at a later date if he wants to come back for a one-off or if he wants to you know resign um so we'll we'll see what the what the future has in plans but you know it's still a bummer that you know we're missing out on one of the, one of the most underrated tag teams in aew.
0: I mean, it's a pay dispute, but when it comes to a pay dispute, it's an everything dispute, right? Like, we're talking yeah. about how much money he is willing to take in order to be utilized in the way that he is being utilized by this job. And, uh, he.
1: And that's kind of the the problem is that him and uno really have not been utilized very much at all in the past few right
0: and you know tony sits down in these negotiations and goes do i have any plans to utilize these guys to to a greater extent and if he doesn't then there's only so much he's willing to pay for them right
1: right um and you know uno is he has a separate deal entirely because he has as we discussed last week he's a full-time employee of aew as part of AEW games. So, you know, he's got he's one of the two contract guys, so.
0: Right. Yeah, uh AEW games uh, who has also been getting quite a lot out of Kenny Omega. Uh as of uh recently as of his uh his injury. Uh and he released quite a few details this week regarding that game, I believe, right?
1: Um he um. did Fightful also released some stuff which Talked about some of the pain points that they've been having with the game development between you know Kenny and Yuke's, but you know that's Ken, uh,
0: Kenny Kenny having some sort of uh, open disagreement with them,
1: but just kind of button heads over shit. It's like typical in my mind. It's t- very typical. It's like software development shit. This is these are the things that happen. You know the Kenny is in the role of the you know the product owner, and product owner is always the biggest pain in your ass. Right. I don't like this shade can you increase the opacity by 30% and you're just sitting there's like
0: yo, fuck off guy <laughs> uh the game uh, kind of openly titled fight forever at this point which is uh an interesting I believe that title. is
1: uh trademarked actually
0: yes uh so uh yeah uh, i guess a fine title for the video game. I mean, especially, I don't know, fight like fight forever is a great title for a fighting video game that it's almost the AW branding that ruins it
1: Um, a little bit. Yeah. But I'm glad that they're going with that instead of like the yearly title scheme, because that just bites you in the ass so quickly.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, one can only hope that the reason why they're calling it that is that they intend to make this thing a platform, you know, that people, people buy wrestlers through Um, they have openly said that there's only about 40 uh, wrestlers that are going to make day one Um, yeah and
1: I think that's been the biggest thing I've seen is people being uh, people being kind of upset about that but like in you know realistic terms that's a very large roster for a for essentially their first video game
0: I think um, they're also I think people are expecting that this is going to work the same way that the WWE games are and I don't think that it is. I think content will come out regularly. It I it'd be really interesting even to see them adapt to a season pass model on this where where new fighters are added on a season pass I, basis.
1: I'd um, be I I could see a season pass along the lines of like uh the Smash Bros one where yeah. you had some content but you know it was very spaced out. Right. Um I don't think and and if they have like create a wrestler in there anyways, it's not going to
0: fucking matter. But right, you know, no, it's not. And and beyond that, like, uh, they did announce uh, some of the people that we will see in that CM Punk, uh, uh Owen Hart, which is that uh, which we kind of knew about. Yeah, um, but that's still
1: fucking weird, to me.
0: Yeah, super weird, super weird. What Owen Hart costumes are they going to use?
1: I don't think they, that's the thing. I don't think they can use any of them.
0: (laughs) Some fucking stampede shit. I guess. (laughs) Like, I'm all
1: for the Owen Hart stuff that they're doing i think it's great but like his well, that was the it-
0: deal that was made uh, like, this was all rolled into the deal with the owen hart tournament and 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 everything like that was that he would be in the video game as well uh, yeah it? And but like, it is interact it's like what <laughs> okay it's just it's just weird man I i get it but it's still weird yeah. yeah super weird um but hey uh you know them starting out with only so many fighters is fine that's uh, forty. Forty's a lot. is a lot. It's, you know, yeah, I
1: mean, everybody c- c- that I I know of was like when Smash Bros Ultimate came out and it had what seventy at launch sure. or some shit. Sure. It it did turn into a game like every you know you're really all for it when the game first comes out, but after about you know say four hours, like okay, you know the six guys you're going to play as.
0: Sure. And, uh, you know, the only reason why 40 sucks is because I look at it and I go, okay, so it's going to be 35 dudes and five women. (laughs) Probably. Uh, Probably in the end of it. Right. Uh, But, you know, we'll have to see how that all shakes out and exactly who's going to be. And it's still going to be a huge roster. The question is, uh, Cody Rhodes? Who knows? Um, Uh,
1: I don't think they can do Cody Rhodes anymore. I think they probably had to pull him out.
0: who knows when these things were written? You know when these licenses uh, sh- were written.
1: Sure, but since he's no longer with the company, and you know how WWE does their deals, I can very I mean, much. I mean, I guess, them- but it,
0: but it. it I mean, th- whether they liked it or not, a contract written for him to appear in a video game that's already been signed and sealed is like they wouldn't really have any jurisdiction over that whatsoever.
1: I, I agree, but that, that's going to be one of the most interesting parts is it, uh, will you see, you know, Cody and Brandy in the game? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hard to say. Hard to say. But let's talk about Dynamite, shall we? Sure. How'd you feel about it?
1: Uh, I don't remember a lot of it. It wasn't <laughs> a very like there were parts of it that were awesome, but like uh, as a whole, it was not a very memorable episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, should we start with the mystery opponent uh, for Wardlow? Uh, the match being... Uh, Not you mystery know, at all. Well, sure. The match being what it was, William Morrissey coming out uh, and making his AEW debut. I,
1: I mean, I will say that was a much better match than I expected it to be. It was actually sure. a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess... I mean, I would agree with anyone who was like, this was a dumb waste of time. Uh, because it was. Uh, and uh, William Morrissey, they're not going to keep him around. Well, no, he's an Although suppos- guy. Although supposedly uh, WWE was watching and are now super interested in him is is what uh, the rumor circulating is, <laughs> uh, which is so funny to me. Uh, the crowd if- chanting, we want Enzo, was like, I don't think you that do. That was...
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was cringy as fuck, but yeah. it is what it is. I knew we all knew it was coming. Um, if I was uh, Mr. Morrissey or Big Cass, as I know him, I would tell WWE to fuck straight off. Right? Like I don't think he
0: will. Though I think he'd go back in a heartbeat.
1: Probably, but they very unceremoniously fired him. I mean, most of it was his own fault for because he was <laughs> deep in the alcohol at the time. But right. He's got a good thing going at Impact right now. I'd
0: stick with it. Bobby Fish apparently fought Jeff Hardy in the opening uh, of this episode. I don't remember a was, fucking thing about it, but because it was terrible, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that I watched it. Uh, I, but you want to know what would
1: the the okay? So number one, Jeff Hardy can't go anymore. He's almost as crippled as Matt is. He can go better than Matt, but you know we're we're splitting hairs here. If you want to do a match with Bobby Fish and you don't have that motherfucker mic'd up, you're failing everyone. Because he, you can hear him talking shit the whole time. And it's great. I love it. But I need the, I need the microphone because I don't want the snippets. I want the whole stream, guys.
0: <laughs> Take a little boom mic guy out there and have him stand on the apron. And just just hold a mic over. Just the put
1: the just put the little mic thing on him. Just tape oh, it down. Terrible.
0: That would be that would that would not work the way you're saying it would work. That's not probably how not. Works. But they could do something. <laughs> They're so fragile. They're very fragile. Now, uh, I yeah, I have no recollection of that match happening. I do remember it happening. Actually, I remember watching five minutes of it and ignoring the rest. Um,
1: okay. So Adam Cole on commentary. Don't do that again. Mm. Adam Cole is great on Twitch, but when he's, because he's himself, when he's trying to do this heel character, he's very quiet because he, you can tell he doesn't know what to say. Right. Um, Other than that, like, I was honestly pissed that they opened the show with this because I feel like in Tony's head, this is a huge match. And this, you know, my opinion, I'm sure many people have a different opinion. This is not as big a match as you think it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's that happens literally every week. I feel like this is so the wonderful thing about TK being a fan is it's also the uh, worst thing he,
1: about TK about that he yeah. That
0: he absolutely should be. If you're running a wrestling show, you should like wrestling. I know this is like wild shit that I'm saying right now. Uh but the other part of it is that like sometimes he books things and it's like okay, this is only really cool to you, uh, and a handful of other people who are as, you know, just like laser focused on this as you are. Uh,
1: I, I will say, like, it's not a match that I would have said, "Hey, take this off of the card entirely," mm. but not opening the show.
0: Butcher on the blade and in Helico, again, still here. Congratulations to him. They're going to try and find something to do with him. Well, it helps that he doesn't have
1: all of these, um, you know, issues with the
0: Mexican police department. Well, sure. You know, (laughs) something to something to be said for keeping your nose clean. Sometimes it'll help you keep a job, too. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, this match was what what the last one was, which is the Blackpool Combat Club continuing to dominate in the trios division. Now we do basically have confirmed at this point. Okay. E.W. has this fucking title and they're just was, fucking waiting. Uh, yeah. I was going to
1: ask you if you, if you had seen that and it, yeah, I, I I'm of the opinion right now. Like these, these matches are great. I like these matches. I enjoy them, but I also don't care if we're not going to bring out the trios titles. And if the rumor is true that they're holding off on the trios titles until Kenny gets back, y'all lost your goddamn minds. You don't know when Kenny's coming back.
0: Yeah, and I I, I also think that that's a huge misstep. I wouldn't even call it a rumor at this point. That seems... It's been... You co- know, well, like it, it's not confirmed, and we don't like to confirm things on this show that aren't confirmed. I get that. But at the same time, it's like... There's no question that they have the trios titles. There's no... Well, that, they wouldn't be booking this show the way that they are if they didn't have trios titles.
1: Well... That part has been confirmed because they talked to the actual belt maker mm-hmm. and he has told m- multiple sources, yeah, we made those belts months ago and I've, uh, they have them. The rumor is, is are they waiting for Kenny to come back? And while we cannot confirm that, um, I can also say the sky is blue.
0: Yeah, it seems water like they're waiting wet. for Kenny to come back, which is... It's dumb. Not, it's just it's dumb. nonsense. It's nonsense. Like... Have somebody win them now and then have Kenny win them when he comes back. If you must.
1: This should have been what the Owen Hart tournament was.
0: Yeah. I mean should uh, have been a trios
1: tournament. And I am I, I we'll get into that a little later, but I am like very furious about this whole Owen Hart thing. It's I know that this is some people are digging it, but in my mind it's turned into a total fiasco because you shot yourself in the foot entirely. By doing all of these qualifier matches for a fucking eight man tournament, and you should have just said sixteen man tournament. Here you go.
0: Yeah, it would have been way better if it was a sixteen man tournament. I too am sitting here week after week as they do qualifier matches in the Owen Hart tournament, and I am like, what are we doing? Are, are we? Is this thing even like it's okay? So the what what is going on? That is my what,
1: question. Well, what it basically boiled down to is they wanted to do a tournament, and I get that. Right. They announced it too soon. They announced when it was going to start too soon. And then they had to backpedal and start doing qualifier matches to fill in the bracket. When you could have just said like, hey, we found 16 dudes. We found 16 ladies. Here's the brackets. Right. You'd, but they tried to make it so special and so sports oriented with these qualifier matches But as we've talked about before, sports don't really do qualifiers. You're either in it or you're not.
0: (laughs) Well, they certainly don't do qualifiers on the same TV show. (laughs) No, Lord no.
1: And I mean, I it just it was it's been drip fed the way like to do these qualifiers to like squeeze it out because they start. Like I said, they said they're going to start it too soon when. They said, you know, months ago when they first announced this Long Island show that we're coming up to, is like this is the start of the Owen Hart tournament. Well, leading into Double or Nothing, and we we're like, okay, cool, that's great. You could have just come in clean this coming week and said, Owen Hart tournament starting here. Here's the brackets. Here we go. Yeah. Eight man tournament. Eight person tournament.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah. Hey, I agree with you. Chris is calling himself the wizard now.
1: That's a real bad call. <laughs> real bad call, especially because he was a, you know, in Kevin Smith's movie. Um yeah. as a Klansman. Real bad call. That's exactly um, my thought. As
0: soon as I saw that he was calling himself the wizard. Soon, um, yeah,
1: as soon as I heard the wizard, I like immediately posted in the Discord. I was like, yeah, that's probably not too far off. Like, wasn't he a wizard in that one movie?
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um <laughs>
1: I did realize something as this was starting, his segment was starting, and then the um, what you fuck the
0: top, American Top Sorry. Team? Oh yeah.
1: Well, the American the top, American Top Team thing in this and in the American Top Team thing, we are literally watching the Attitude Era, <laughs> and that's why Tony is so hot for it because you know that was. Super popular thing in wrestling, but it's also like, yeah, it was for a time and we've moved past this and grown as a society and it's not funny anymore.
0: Yeah. I did love Hangman's promo against CM Punk. He didn't really, he didn't really have much to say. He came out and said, you know, I'd love to be the guy who's like, uh, you know, how how excited I am to get in the ring with CM Punk, but uh, I'm going to embarrass CM Punk. Um, showing kind of a different personality than we've seen out of him before, which was really cool to see. Um, and it'll have to, you'll have to wonder exactly how that match is going to go down. I don't really have a problem with either man winning it. Although I will say I would love to see hangman beat Chris Jericho in a match before he's done holding this title. Um,
1: I would as well, but the way things are going, we're not just going to close
0: see that. off that story. But I can absolutely see them putting it on Punk.
1: Striking while the iron's hot.
0: Sure, I mean striking yeah. while they still have the iron. I mean, who knows with Punk? Like, it's not even like maybe he'll get injured because he's old. It's, it's like maybe he'll just uh, fuck off. Who knows?
1: Uh, know? Yeah, so. it's more. Uh, it's more the he could just fuck off at any time. Or <laughs> like I don't. I don't even want to say it's an if on him getting injured. I think it's more of a a win just
0: yeah he's old man
1: he's old and ring rust is a thing man there you, right. and you got a bump card
0: i'm reading this match oh the thing with santana no i mean the thing with Santana. the match with santana it was fine was fine you know was fine they give it a lot of time yeah, a did. lot of time because I'm, it was a grudge match but I guess I don't know I'm just I'm very over the whole
1: repeat entirely repeating of the gimmick
0: yeah it's like yeah
1: it's, it's, it's like shot for shot man
0: it's shot for shot the same exact the it, same exact gimmick it's if it we feels, have it feels like a rerun like the the whole thing feels like a rerun and I'm I'm wonder you know and, and there's no amount of like funny little like the sports entertainment thing or anything like that that can like yeah, was, change the fact that this feels like a complete rerun. That
1: was funny a couple times. Sure. Now it's just it's the we're doing a full repeat. Um if they had had and I I mean just no just looking at the segments like this week they're doing a victory speech which is cool. That's fucking dumb again. Oh god. All I I it, the if the week of um, Double or Nothing comes through and we get a press conference with Eric Bischoff, then we know for a fact it is beat for beat. He's repeating the same thing.
0: Yeah. And it would be one, you know, at least I wish somebody would call him on it, but maybe they're waiting well, for it to be so much sweeter when somebody calls him on it down the line. But
1: I mean, it'd be one thing if this was something he'd done, you know, six, seven years ago in WWE and was like, yeah, OK, that's fine. Refresh it. Do it again. I don't give a shit. But right. Literally, like a year and a half ago, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was the last thing that he did. Liter, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the House of Black thing. I'm so fucking tired of seeing Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. Uh, I have I have absolutely no interest in Brian Pillman and Griff Garrison, and I don't care that they don't like the House of Black. I'm that just- parts.
1: That part's fine. The part where they actually like uh, Julia Hart was like actually turning, that was cool. Yeah, that was dope. Was
0: actually turning and then didn't. Uh and then just fucking of, crazy. Drove me And then just fucking kind of
1: crazy. Just kind of fucked around as the next match was starting, just hanging out cuz she didn't know
0: when she was supposed to leave. <laughs> oh my god. And I know I I I wish we could have had Tony on this week because he he would have had 30 minutes on this segment.
1: Alone, we can't. We don't have enough time for those kind of rants, man.
0: I don't. I certainly don't have the time to edit it. That's for sure. Uh, But (laughs) it's become like an elaborate. I have to assume it's a bit at this point that fucking Tony just fucking loves the amount of control that he has to be like. But I'm not gonna turn her.
1: (laughs) I mean, maybe I. I mean, I know you're.
0: Just how it drives people fucking nuts that it's been. He's so got too slow. much
1: of a fucking hard on for long-term storytelling and it's like that's fine <laughs> buddy not every single thing this has to be
0: long- a 6-year story. A long-term storytelling you like add elements to it every week. This isn't long-term storytelling. This is slow motion storytelling. Oh, uh, like because we actually- it is it is it's literally just like she got spit in the eye and then it it turned her evil like okay cool when does the second part happen? <laughs> I mean,
1: we this this past week was the biggest um, like story addition that we've seen in quite some time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I know your brother is really pissed that it's the House of Black versus Death Triangle. He hates that part. I'm all here for it, and I know as <laughs> I saw a little bit of like some the rumored card for Double or Nothing, and it's going to be that those two trios, and I'm here for it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm. I want to see that. I'm. I'm with you though. I am. Brian Pillman Jr. was fun for a little while, but now we're at the point where like you're trying to push him, and he is not good enough in, (laughs) in the ring, on the mic, nothing. And you keep trying to do these dumb pushes when you're in towns where someone knew his dad, and it's like that means nothing to anyone.
0: Everyone knew his dad was very famous. Uh Dante Martin versus Ray Phoenix was an awesome match. Yeah, two rubber um, men just beating the shit out of each other. Two two men of rubber uh, just rubbing off on each other. Uh, um, you shouldn't li- have said that. <laughs> uh, you know, I liked it a lot. I thought, uh, you know, their styles obviously complemented each other. And it was like watching, you know. Uh, I
1: I wish this got more time. And the Jericho match got less time
0: or the fucking opening match for that matter. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I wish they'd gotten more time, but they'll have more time to work together with one another. Um, I, you know, I think they both have big futures ahead of each other. I will say about Darius Martin uh, rumor confirmed uh, that his injury was from a really terrible uh, car accident, uh, which is uh, tragic quite frankly. Um, It sucks. We're just glad that he's, you know, okay, reasonably okay,
1: still with us, you know, recovering. Very and very glad that it was not another, you know, wrestling related injury like we suspected.
0: Yeah. Now, do you want to talk about Rosa and Deeb? Because it was rough. Oh
1: man. Um. They need to work. Uh, I mean, I know Serena Deev's eye is really fucked up from that match with Sheeta, and I get that. But like, yeah, your makeup artist could have done a lot better job of like taking a, you know, taking some of the brunt of that out. But the these promos were
0: ungodly bad. I think her keeping the Shiner there was a an intentional choice because that's kind of her character, right? i mean That's the shiner fine. sure the promos but... the promos were rough the pro and and really it just seemed like they didn't really have any idea what they were going to say before they went out there and would hope that they would be sort of struck in the moment which is a mistake that you can make as a performer i've done that before on stage being like i hope you know when i get out there I'll, i'm sure i'll think of something and then you get out there and you're like nope Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, i've got nothing to say about this show to be honest Let's just play oh. the next song. Unfortunately, they can't say, let's just play the next song uh, I mean, in the line of work that they do. And so, yeah, they got out there and it seemed like they didn't really know what they were going to say. You know, she uh, being... It, um, was,
1: it was just too long, long-winded on both sides.
0: Yeah, Thunder Rosa had this story about how how much she, you know, like was like a fan of Serena Deeb, how much she loves and respects Serena Deeb. And then Serena Deeb came out and said, I think you're great too. And then they sort of stared at each other and then they were like, anyway, want to fight. And they were, and it was like, yeah, you know, it was like, it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't a super compelling promo at all. And uh, you can definitely have that sort of thing where it's a, you know, a feud based on respect or whatever, but you have to have, a compelling way to sell that. And they didn't really have a compelling way to sell that. No, no. So. Uh, so yeah, it fell flat real hard in the, in that last part, which uh is unfortunate. What is fortunate is not only did we get a, a, a women's match to close the fucking show. Which is wonderful. And not only did it close the show, they didn't make a big fucking deal about how it was closing the show. We also got a women's match to open on Friday. So, uh, yeah, you but know, one
1: of them was dramatically better than the
0: other. This one or the other one? This one. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I preferred this one because I, you know, you got two women who, you know, pretty workhorse type been in the business for a while work very well together It's it was a little slow because they were doing more of like the catch wrestling stuff but it was a lot of fun versus uh basically uh brit versus ruby and jamie versus tony like there was no cohesion at all and you could tell very clearly that the only reason that jamie and tony were here is because they couldn't do Brit versus Ruby because they want to save that for the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah. For God knows what reason. For, for what? I, I, I don't gonna, know. I'm a, I, we're going to sit here and watch as like, they get a pay-per-view match. Well,
1: I mean, I don't even know if they'll get a pay-per-view match. They might get a buy-in match because like th- what I was reading the other day is like they already got 11 matches on the card. Yeah. And there's a lot of notable omissions.
0: Yeah, and it's weird because this whole thing, it's mixed. You know, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, historically, a lot of Britt Baker angles, there's a, just a complete lack of clarity in what the hell is going on here because it strikes me as fucking weird that Britt Baker and Ruby Soho would have a pay-per-view match because I'm like, do they even have a fucking feud? Like, what's going Like, And uh, yeah, they've had matches and stuff like that, but I'm like, you know, are they in a feud or are they in a, you know, she's in the feud and H- Jamie Hater's in the feud and Tony Storm is also in the feud and, and, and like fucking, it's like, what?
1: and, you know, Rebels there just standing yeah, there.
0: Yeah, Rebels also there. And yeah, well, it's like, can, can we get some clarity on what the fuck is going on and why? I think all four women are in the tournament. Mm.
1: And that was the reasoning. And I think. Uh, after this match, I have a very strong suspicion that the final will be Ruby versus Britt. Right. Which would make it actually a pay-per-view match, unfortunately.
0: This week, the uh, the announcement of Dan Housen's return to the ring, which will happen next week versus Tony Nese. Nice. Um... We'll have to see exactly what that match is, you know. Bringing in Danhausen as a non-wrestling character to then see him wrestle next week will be an interesting experience for, I think, a lot of people. Um, to see exactly what this I mean, thing is beyond just uh, silly voices and curses.
1: I mean, he's a very serviceable wrestler. I mean, he's still there's play. He still has lots of potential. Sure, But yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be very surprised. It's a shame that it is with Tony Nese because Tony Nese is one of the most boring wrestlers in the world, but (laughs) you know,
0: yeah, it'll be interesting to see what goes down and exactly what can be made of this gimmick in the ring. Like I've talked about it before with the gimmick being so difficult Uh, to uh, elevator pitch, you know, and I don't think Um, they're
1: going to be able to do a lot of the stuff that he's like been like very famous for and like in ring of honor and stuff like you know his, his thing with the teeth i don't think they're going to be able to pull that off
0: we'll see you know it's hard you know uh i i would argue the reason why orange cassidy as a character has been able to have such success in AEW is because his gimmick is incredibly i mean it's you can ele- elevate or pitch it in, in one sentence you can't really do that with dan Housen. and i have found hearing him promo over and over again his voice, the voice that he does, is pretty difficult to understand uh, in times, live promos. Yes. And yeah. uh, I find a lot of times I'm like sort of catching up to what he's saying because I have it, to process it.
1: His yeah, it, with his inflection and everything, he is very much better suited to the re- uh, pre-recorded promos. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I could. Ele- I mean, I can elevator pitch him, but I don't think it's gonna. It would be uh, successful, and I mean, he's basically just. <laughs> He's a live action Simpsons
0: character. Sure. What does that mean?
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. Like it means something to me. Right. Because you could slot him right into The Simpsons and it wouldn't seem out of place. But as someone who is, you know, who you would be speaking to, like an executive, probably hasn't seen an episode of The Simpsons in their lives. Right. They're just going to look at you like, okay.
0: <laughs> Hook versus J D Drake, though uh, a fine match. I mean, Hook Hook killed him, you
1: know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, he this was a, a good match for for Hook because you know he's they stepped in the ring and Hook wasn't able to just you know fuck him up in two seconds. Like he actually faced a little bit of adversity, which was good. And they did it in a proper way instead of just like you know throwing him against like Wardlow or something. You know, you put him in, still a jobber type guy, but a bigger guy and a more experienced guy who is not going to put up with his shit.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was good to see, and the interaction between Hook and Danhausen at the end, where Hook, uh, where (laughs) Danhausen got him the bag (laughs) of chips (laughs) with the bow on it, you know, and Hook actually, you know, you could actually see uh, Hook's heart grow three sizes that day. You know, Uh, it was beautiful.
1: I just hope that the promo in the back afterwards, like this week, is like Yeah, I appreciate the chips, but I don't like that kind. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, it was you know I, I I love this angle. So I'm I'm looking forward to to where they're gonna go from here and I'm looking forward to Hook being present next week at the Tony Neese thing or not being present, whatever ends up happening you know <laughs> but we'll have to see how that goes down magical girl yuka sakazaki versus riho man talk about a uh, a divisive match in the SDE discord you there mean were just people... like
1: every single riho match
0: <laughs> yes members of our discord beloved members of our discord saying that this match was uh, bad members beloved members of our discord saying that this match was spectacular uh and if you didn't like it then uh you're you're blinded by some bias that you have i think maybe it's it, it can be both
1: um i i think it's more in the middle and some of yeah, our, in the middle beloved i, I think, discord members who i do love y'all are fucking weeps and you need to calm down
0: y'all can <laughs> here's what i would say just as one can have a bias that stops them from enjoying something one can very easily have a bias that makes them enjoy something more than it's necessarily worthy of and i having watched this match and not being a person who uh loves joshi wrestling unconditionally uh it, it was fine it was okay i i yeah. mean i'm
1: going to be very uh, mature in this, and you know, I'm not gonna say it was shit. I, I'm gonna say this was not for, I didn't me. think it was shit.
0: I thought it, it wasn't like- shit.
1: It was pretty good. I mean, this is this fir- one of the first matches I've seen with Riho where it's actually believable because she's wrestling a woman who is her size. Yeah, I still think the ending was shit, and I don't care who gets mad at me about that. Like, that was a shit ending. Um, But it is what it is. Like it's this wasn't a match for me, but I still I enjoyed most of it. I just don't like the how that ending is, and I know that's from what I've heard from people is like that's a staple Joshi thing,
0: like the inside cradle and the roll ups. But and like
1: I don't care for it. Just
0: not having finishers at all uh, Uh, is like a Joshi thing, and maybe it is. I don't. Yeah, I. It's not. This.
1: I mean, this match was better than just about anything that came after it. Right.
0: Yeah. You know, I I really uh, don't want to talk
1: about the thing that happened next.
0: I also don't want to indicate that I thought that the match was bad. I did not. I thought that the, you know, I saw so many people being like, this match was spectacular. And so many people being like, this match was shit. That when I watched the match, I was like, it's fine.
1: It's a, it's a solid, you know, 6.5 out of 10.
0: Right. What was it that you didn't want to talk about? Dan Lambert?
1: Yeah, I don't want to talk about that.
0: Okay, yeah, that's a, that's fine. We don't have to talk about it. Because,
1: fr- frankly, it was just fucking disgusting.
0: I can't even remember what you're reacting to.
1: Um, How just Dan is full on back in the boomer mode and talking about how the TNT title has been... Uh, And I quote, this is not me saying Oh, yes,
0: yes. I also was like, okay, hold on. So fucking Max Caster comes out here and, uh, you know, says what he says about someone and gets punished, which he should have. Did he really get punished? I I mean, he was off TV for three months. Sure. Uh, Dan Lambert comes out here and fucking. Just calls Ty Ty Conti a whore. Yeah, where I was like what okay i mean like you know like people uh, bad guys can say what bad guys want i guess if he's a bad guy although last week it seemed like he was supposed to be a baby face who knows what the fuck is going on? they don't
1: know they're back in heel mode because they're not wrestling sammy and ty right now but Um, the past
0: yeah the past around line was like uh, what (laughs) what that,
1: that was really too far. I mean, I enjoyed the stuff with Frankie. I think Scorpio and Frankie will have a good match. I don't really, I've at the point now, I don't care at all for Ethan page. Sure. He has completely turned me off just by being such a piece of shit as a character. And from things I've seen around and heard, it's not really much of a character. That's actually just who he is. Um, it's yeah, fine. I mean, we'll have to um,
0: see. I, uh, as far as Ethan Page goes, I think he's hurt by the fact that he hasn't wrestled in in how long. You know, not my problem. Uh, at least you chose on AEW, at least on AEW TV. Sure, that's not what I'm trying to indicate. I just think his character is hurt by the fact that he hasn't wrestled in in so sure. long and hasn't won anything and has but just he's... sat there and talked shit. And beyond that, like. He, well, he he seemingly used to be a better promo than he is now. For whatever reason, he's like stuck on this screaming into the camera thing. Uh, which Cause that's, is
1: because that's what Dan's doing, and that's it works for Dan.
0: Yeah, I guess. I I, I don't like, know where the behavior is picked up from, but I mean, uh, he's
1: basically like two shades off of Dan. He's the one who started all like the really sexist shit. Yeah, in his promo, and then Dan just kept piling it on. Um, uh, I did. You know, it seemed like we're going for a double turn here with Scorpio, and you know, some of the st- the remarks he made towards um American Top Team and the belts, and you know, wanting to wrestle Frankie, even though Dan and Ethan are like, "No, nah, dude, we're not doing that anymore." Um, but the line of uh, with all due respect, Dan, it means your belt needs to go back into the trophy case where it was supposed to stay. Right. That kind of popped me really hard. I thought that was hilarious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, him kind of openly being like, this is, you know, this shit is not what you said it was going to be, and you need to fix it. Um, It'll be good to see maybe a a, a rift forming there for Scorp, because I think he's better than everybody else in this angle. Um, It may have been shit. Jay Lethal versus uh, Takeshita. Konosuke Takeshita. Uh it
1: sucked dude this is this was terrible.
0: Yeah, you think so?
1: I did not enjoy it at all.
0: Um I thought it was fine. I'll, so I'll put it out this cuz I know people love uh Takesha so much. Um I I watching... enjoyed
1: Takesha. I would have been much more interested in this without all of the extra shit.
0: All of the extra shit at the end didn't help because I I the the longer this goes on, the more I'm just like, just have the match with Joe and get the fuck out of my face for f- for fuck's sake. Because I, you know, like I just I get, like I get it. He's really big, okay? He, he's very big. You got a big, big guy. Congrats on that. But I don't give a fuck about that. i saying, and I I can't imagine you will find a way to make me ever give a shit about a guy whose gimmick is that he is tall. Um you know, I just I, just, I that it's just it's so there I mean there is there's this feeling that there are things in wrestling that will just always work. And this one hasn't worked for a long time. It hasn't well, worked here, for a long time. You know, for- it didn't work with fucking Kali it didn't no, it work did. with a handful well, of other dudes, but like, giant guy, it's like, yeah, he's fucking big. And I mean, it like, why do I have worked.
1: It would have worked better with Kali if Kali's body was not completely broken. I, guess. But he, I mean, I'm saying, like, it might have been marginally better, but yeah, his, he popped into wrestling. He was able to do a little bit, and then he immediately had to stop because his body just failed him. Yeah. And that's totally under. That's kind of what happens when you have a lot of seven foot tall dudes. Like, they. Their bodies just fail, extraordinarily but it's like we had, quickly.
0: We had fucking William Morrissey in the ring against uh, Wardlow, and and I, it it made no difference to me that he's very tall.
1: No, um, for me this match, like I would have, I have no fun fond, fun. I, I just noticed a typo on the on the website. That's funny. <laughs> Did you see it now? Yeah, that's funny.
0: Uh, um, Ticestra, you know, there are people who fucking love Takeshta. I thought that the match w- with Tekestra was pretty good, but I have, I just have, you know, people who love Tekestra are coming into this loving Tekestra. And so it's a lot easier for them to get into the match. I don't really have a relationship with Takesha, nor do I really have a relationship with Jay Lethal. So to see them wrestle um, each other was, yeah, it was difficult to hold my attention. And then all the stuff at the end, Chuck and, and Trent and Orange Cassidy coming out. And then fucking like, it's just like... Jeez. Oh, there's,
1: there's all that. I mean, I don't have like, a, uh, I've been on record, so I don't have a very big fondness for Jay Lethal. Like, it's you're gonna right. have to really sell me on him. I have no connection at all to Sanjay Dutt, so all of the stuff he's doing is just completely pointless to me. It's not interesting because I don't have any type of fondness for him or relationship with him. Having seen him wrestle in Impact or ROH or any of that, I. He's never made it into any of the shows that I watched. Um,
0: it's really and- bizarre, and I wonder if maybe if if Cody's departure has anything to do with it. Like maybe they simply don't have like a backstage uh, uh, pre-tape uh, production company anymore. Because maybe DDP's company was doing all that shit, and now they just don't have um, them. But it, lately, there have there have been a number of professional wrestlers who have showed up here who it's like man a pre-tape where these people explained who the fuck they are would be really helpful and well, i mean I and and they just they don't appear on the show like they just they're not on the well, show
1: well lately in in the and when i say lately i mean in the past six months tk's had this big kind of idea that if you don't know who someone is you should just google them and it's like no, your job <laughs> is to tell me who the fuck these people are. Yeah. Um. And he's expecting everyone to know who Sanjay is from ROH. He's expecting everyone to know who Jay Lethal is from ROH. But like, I watched ROH like 10 years ago and I yeah. watched very specific matches. I didn't watch the TV. I watched uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico beat the shit out of each other with ladders for the most right. part. Um, and it's like this is your job is to tell me who these people are, and if you're not doing that, then I don't care. Now, I know for a fact the reason why Sanjay and Satnam Singh are here is because they're trying to get a big presence in India. Totally sure. fair, totally understand that that's a massive market. You still have to tell me who these people are.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're a storyteller, part of you, your job is introducing your characters. And I think generally the wisdom behind, we'll just introduce people and people will be like, oh, I have to find out who this is because otherwise I'll have some sort of uh, latent guilt about not knowing enough about certain people. I, I don't think that works on the audience. I think the audience is like, no, but tell me who this person is. And, and they're like, no. And it's like, well, then I don't give a fuck about this dude.
1: I mean it works for some people, but it like it works for I, I know this is a bad example. It works for Danhausen because Danhausen is so out of left field entirely that you're See, like, but
0: I would I would argue that it didn't work for Danhausen the way that they wanted it to. And that, yeah. that Danhausen is maybe the biggest victim of this mentality and that Danhausen should have had fucking segments a long time ago. Uh, but, that's
1: that's fair, but you could say the same, if you really, if you look at the whole of AEW, like, it's, this has been a continuous thing, like, yeah. Dark Order, yeah. or as the Super Smash Bros. came in, and that was the biggest flop I've ever seen because everyone in the arena is like, who the fuck are those guys? Yeah.
0: Who the fuck are these dudes? Yeah. Uh, and it works and, like with certain well, performers. There are certain performers who can come out and everyone knows who the fuck this guy is, but it's not Sanjay yeah, Dan. and it's not no. the Super Smash Brothers, and it's not Danhausen. Um, no, I mean
1: like Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, or yeah, yeah, Brian Danielson. Um, yeah, yeah. I was it's so uh, it hits the dyslexia <laughs> so hard. Um, and uh, CM Punk, like everyone yeah. knows who they are. You right. don't need a lot to hit those three guys. Sting, everyone right. knows who Sting is. You don't need a lot to hit to like showcase those guys you don't have to tell me who they are they've been on the in the zeitgeist for long enough but and i see what you're saying with Danhausen. like Danhausen is popular with very the people who watch indie wrestling right a lot and yeah. i mean a lot i know who dan Housen is because of people in discord you know f- be honest fucking with me <laughs> and then you know I, I got to a point where it was like okay I, I need to know what this motherfucker is about. Right. But that is because my friend group told me who he was. Right. Which is yeah, which me- should, more meaningful than just some random ass dude showing up on my television and you not telling not me be, who he was. And,
0: and your friend group cluing you in should not be who is getting the work done for getting the wrestlers over. <laughs> no, know? absolutely like, not. That should be the job of the show, of the TV show. That's the whole point of the TV show.
1: So Right. And like when our friend group was telling me about Danhausen, this was year, like a year ago before he yeah. was ever even being considered for AEW.
0: Sure, sure. Truly elite this week, JD. Who does it go to? Who's your who's your uh, top pick for uh, truly elite? Uh, Mercedes Martinez. I thought she had an excellent match. I agree, she did. Uh, and I'm not sure if I agree
1: that, that she's the, should be the the full champion, but I understand the reasoning. Uh, behind
0: it, was uh, 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 was there a discussion of this?
1: Oh no! It's because uh, Deanna is an Impact talent. She's not AEW.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, when you know that, it's like okay, that makes sense now. But it's like, oh, uh, that's still kind of a bummer.
0: <laughs> uh, my. My truly elite this week goes to Ray Phoenix. Uh, Ray Phoenix uh, had a great match back. It was so good to see him back in the ring. And I think he really, he had something special with, uh, with uh, Dante Martin in the ring. And apparently uh, people on air didn't see it, but apparently he took his mask off and like gave it to Dante Martin at the end of the match, uh, which is nuts. Uh, that's wild yeah not I unusual I don't. it's not unusual for that to for that to happen uh for those uh unaware of this this is something that is done regularly in Mexico if you have a match with uh, a masked wrestler who um and you you earn their respect basically they give you their mask at the end of the match and and many of the luchadores that you know and love have collections in their house of uh masks that they were given by people that they wrestled that they respected um
1: given bought themselves traded
0: well sure they have those too but a lot of them have (laughs) specific specific areas in their collection that are these are masks that were given to me by don't
1: uh, they don't they typically do that backstage though
0: Typically do it backstage. They typically don't do it out in front of the whole crowd. Yeah. But I think Phoenix right, and Penta Phoenix and Penta at this point have been photographed so many times without their masks on that I don't think they give a fuck anymore.
1: Oh not even that, but they've had their masks almost entirely ripped off in certain matches when the, the fabric has torn more than they were anyone was expecting it to. Yes. <laughs> I mean there yeah. was one match I remember with Phoenix where like the his mask was basically just held on by the chin strap.
0: Yeah. um next week man
1: i hope phoenix stays healthy for that triple mania match coming up hopefully
0: i mean who who knows it could be a week it could be a couple of years before we see him on injury again who knows he's uh he's the rubber man he's the rubber man now next week uh darby allen versus jeff hardy which is sure to be a match good uh sure to be a match cm punk versus john silver I could not be more excited for a match than I am excited for Sea a punk versus John Silver. In the Meat Man's hometown. In the meatman's hometown. It's gonna be It's gonna be fucking awesome. That's so cool uh-huh. for John Silver. John Silver's great. And I'm sure John Silver will once again fucking Burn the House down. Just crush it. And I'm you know, He's Punk's guy, gonna man. have to come He's out so with,
1: the, with the the real heel promo because there is no way that everybody is not cheering for the Meat Man in Long Island.
0: <laughs> put some gold on the Meat Man. That's what we're saying <laughs> again. Twenty twenty two. Put some gold on the Meat Man. Uh, <laughs> qualifier match for the Owen Hart Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. No.
1: No, this is actual matches.
0: Oh, we actually doing it? Oh, quarter... We're already in the quarterfinals. We went straight from the qualifiers to the (laughs) quarterfinals. Oh, jeez. It's almost as as
1: if we needed
0: a first round of the tournament, (laughs) right? (laughs) 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 Fucking Christ. Uh, FTW championship match uh, with Absolute Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy, uh, which they did some promos for this week that were pretty good. Uh, So... I, I I If he doesn't win I'm I'm so tired of the FTW championship at this point. And I don't think if he's going
1: to win. If this match was just a regular match like uh Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy, I'd be so stoked for it. <laughs> but they said FTW and I was like, "Okay, cool. This is going to be a fucking snooze fest."
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see how it turns out. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Thank you for joining us this week on a very erotic ep- episode of the show, episode 169. <laughs> a particularly titillating episode of Elite. <laughs> YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and podcast services everywhere. Subscribe, review, give us five stars. It makes us feel so sweet, Jonathan. How sweet.
1: Too sweet, buddy.
0: SeeingTheElite.com for links to everything that you want, including the discord, which you can get to directly through tinyurl.com slash seeing the elite. Once again, if you want to become one of our best friends, one of our inner circle, head to patreon.com slash seeing the elite and subscribe. Thanks to everyone who's uh, involved over there. Larry David's pajamas, Jay, very nice, very evil. Mac Pryor, Maria Beekman, Grant Baxter, Daniel Lopez, Jonathan Meek, Alan Wiggs, Shane Williams, Kevin Bartlett, Peg Allen, Arian Shifra, aka the Boozerweights, Michael Vatza, Sleepy Joe, Jeremy Blackman, Travis Ulrich, Benjamin Thomas, Risby, James Kennemer, Boss Badger, Cody Fague, Peter, El Avoth, and Keith Kazuno. Thank you so much for supporting the show. It means the world to us. JD, do you have anything else for these people before we go? Uh
1: not this week. I got something next week.
0: Thank you so much. We'll be back next week with another episode of Seeing the Elite to NAEW podcast. Until then, go out and change the world.